0: What's going on golfers? Welcome back to the podcast. Tim Connor here, golf coach, golf academy owner. I teach golf. I do golf. I do golf things all day long, most every day, sometimes on the weekends. This podcast is dedicated to helping you with your golf learning curve. I want to talk about things that are real transparent, and maybe the stuff that doesn't sound so sexy in a magazine, the kind of stuff that wouldn't get clicks on the internet. And I want you to have those things because golf can be a really great sport. It can be a game you can play for a lifetime. And over that lifetime, if you do little things that add up, those little things add up to big things and those big things add up to low scores. Anyway, today we're gonna have a little mindset talk. I wanna talk about how to play golf and how not to play golf. There are commonalities among greats and amateurs, and, I see a lot of amateurs make some similar mistakes that really just, it doesn't add up to shooting lower scores in the long run. So let's break it down, let's have a little mindset talk, grab a coffee, grab a beer, let's kick it and learn some stuff about golf. For what it's worth, this is all my opinion, my anecdotal evidence of things I've seen over the years that doesn't make me right or wrong. It's just an opinion from a guy who's given a lot of golf lessons and seen what some good players do and some bad players do and some in between. So let's talk about it. We're talking about how to strengthen that mind. Tour pros, generally speaking, the best players, they look at a shot, they visualize a shot, they visualize success. They're very present in that moment. And there's a few key nuggets in there that I think you should really dig in on. The ability to be present for a short amount of time. I hear golfers say all the time that they can't focus. And I'm like, what does that mean? You you can't focus for what? You can't focus for four hours straight? Okay, that's cool. Because you don't have to focus for four hours straight in golf. You just have to tune in and then tune out. And it's actually good for you to do that because it, it kind of like... It allows you to really focus in, and then if you can tune out and be relaxed, you can give your your brain that mental break that it needs to really tune in again. So being present is really important. Visualizing success is really important. As somebody who hasn't experienced success, it's very hard to visualize success. So I can kind of sympathize and empathize with you if you've never hit good golf shots. And that's where I feel like that early learning curve has a lot to do with your technique because I want you to experience success. But we've talked a lot about technique, so we're not gonna do that today, but basically I want you to get to a point where you can hit seven or eight shots out of 10 up in the air and they look like a golf shot. That is definitely asking something, but it's not asking that much. With some decent fundamentals, you can accomplish that in little amount of time, within months is fair, depending on your background. Could be less, could be more, But you should be able to confidently step up to that ball, whack it, and make it go up in the air. Let's talk about amateurs. Let's talk about bad players. Let's talk about what they do that gets them in trouble. Let me give you an example of a hole here. Dog leg left par four, water right, woods left, bunkers short right and short left on the green. Player hits their drive. They might think something like, I really hope I don't go in that water. I hope I don't. I don't want to go in that water. They're thinking about the water. More often than not, that ball will fly towards the water because it's it's in their mind. Now, I know that might sound like, you know, we're diving into some deep mental yoga talk or something like that, but that's not the case. Truly, like your conscious, subconscious has influence on your ability to perform. And if you put negative thoughts in your mind that are primary, it will show up in your ball flight. And just the opposite, if you can direct that focus, the right direction and think okay i want to be on the left side of the fairway i can visualize my shot curving right to left landing on the left side of the fairway and i can lean on my experience and my past successes to know that i'm capable of hitting that shot now if you haven't experienced past successes you just you you have to kind of work your way there That means practicing. That means experiencing some success. And to some degree, a bit of faking it till you make it. I don't really love that saying, but I think it does apply here because if you haven't experienced success, how do you know what that feels like or where it comes from? So you just have to kind of believe in yourself. And that can be difficult. And one way to build that confidence is to do little things at which you can be successful. Make one or two foot putts, chip chip it from close to the hole and practice getting it close to the hole learn to score i think that is a highly underrated skill that many of us never learn to do because we want to jump to the back tees before we've actually learned how to score the golf ball scoring the golf ball means the ability to hit it close to the hole and make putts and eliminate high scores make the best out of your worst shots that's what scoring the golf ball means and a lot of that is confidence and you don't breed confidence by immediately jumping to the back tees. Like in a perfect world, if I had you learning golf and, I, and we were going to create some type of ultimate golfer, I would do a lot like Tiger Woods' dad did and have you start close and learn to play to a par, a par that you could successfully hit and or go under par. Mentally, I would want you to believe that every time you went to play golf, you were supposed to shoot par or under par. That would be a great way to learn the game, but we don't live in that kind of utopia. And as an adult, it certainly feels kind of strange to just start right next to the hole and play golf. So I understand that that's not reality, but I'm just saying you can take some concepts from that and apply them to your lifestyle, like learning to score, playing more forward than backward, learning to shoot low scores before you step back. I like all of that. And I think that can be very, very valuable. But let's jump back to our example. So don't think about the water, think about success. Try to visualize success in your brain and try to hit that shot. And if you don't hit that shot, what I need you to do is let it go. And if you do hit that shot, I need you to let it go. You need to step up to the next shot and be present on hitting the best possible next shot. All right, that means being fully engaged and hitting one golf shot at a time which sounds simple and it is simple in theory, but it is not simple to execute on. There's a lot of external distractions. What other players are doing, what happened previously, the music playing on the next hole, the fan in the stands that's being annoying. I mean, there are so many things that could derail you. You just have to suck yourself into that moment, be present and do your best. All right, so now we got bunkers in front, both right and left and we're trying to hit an approach shot. Let's say that approach shot's from 125 yards. The pin is in the middle, and we want to be on the green next to the pin, hopefully. It slopes from back to front. This is a very traditional approach shot. Now, a lot of amateurs, again, just to cycle back, would look at those bunkers and think, oh, I don't want to go in those bunkers. What would happen if I do? I'm not a good bunker player, so that could derail my hole. Those bunkers, although you need to know they're there, they're not really in your vision. You need to look at that and just l- try to simulate and see what a successful golf shot would be. Visualize it, visualize success. I see my pitching wedge flying high, curving to the left, landing next to the hole and giving me that birdie putt. I see my flighted nine iron staying down under under the wind and landing up next to that hole. You wanna see that, you wanna visualize that. You want the last thing that goes into your brain to be a f- successful thought of what would happen if you did it right? What would I do if I did it right? And that's a a pretty powerful framework that really will add up to your success more often than not. Now, I think the crux of this and the kind of the root of it is like, well, have you done the things to experience success? Have you practiced enough of having good habits to be able to execute a golf shot? If you haven't, then you need to be able to look in the mirror and just say, hey, I haven't done the work. I haven't done the preparation. Why should I expect success if I haven't put the work in the right places? Why should I expect success if I come through with complete chicken wing arms and no club face control? Why should I expect success? Why? Where does that expectation come from? It's not coming from a source of reality or self-awareness. And, um, that might sound harsh. And honestly, I don't want it to be harsh. I just want you to be real and just have a self check and know, Hey, there are some things I'm good at, but there are some things I'm bad at. There's a direction I missed the golf ball. and, And there's a reason I hit bad golf shots. We don't live in a, in this utopia where you hit good golf shots all the time. It just, it doesn't happen. So I hope that encourages you not discourages you to do the work, and put the work in the right places. That's how you will get the most output and value on your time, your return on time. It's by digging in on the things that you're bad at. An example of something I'm not good at is I'm not a great bunker player, I'm just okay. And if I wanted to be better, I need to be in that bunker practicing and practicing splashing that golf ball in a way that is um, more productive. You know, my miss out of the bunker would tend to be a little heavy, and I kind of like it a chunk and run out of the bunker. It's a very safe shot, but it's a shot that's kind of one-dimensional. If you have a lot of green, it's cool. If you don't have a lot of green, well, now I'm outside my comfort zone, and I haven't done a lot of the work recently to be better at that. For a long time, I was a slicer of the golf ball, and not your most extreme case of slicer. Like, most people will call it a fader, but I worked my golf ball to the right almost exclusively. I had a very difficult time working it to the left, and for... The last few years, I've had to work really hard to work my golf ball to the left over and over and over again. And keep in mind, I've played a lot of golf, so it takes a little longer to change and, and to really let your eyes see and change what's going on so they believe what you're do, what you going to do is gonna produce the results that you want to see. And that's what I talk about when I talk about visualizing success is it's a trust-building process. Number one, knowing that you can hit the golf shots, and number two, having the past successes to lean on. So I'm not perfect, I don't pretend to be, but i have had the opportunity to learn some things about golfers and how they work through their learning curve and i want to pass those things along to you i appreciate you so much for hanging out do this podcast a favor do me a favor leave it a review and share it with a friend share it with the slicer in your group share it with the player that doesn't have accountability for their actions share it with the player that's been struggling for a while and been plateaued we all know that person and uh, golf can be fun, and it's more fun if uh, we surround ourselves with like-minded peers, rising tides raise all ships, and I believe that to be true. Surround yourself with people that work hard, and you will benefit from that. Anyway, appreciate you. I will catch you back here same time, same place, next week.